Hello everyone, I'm Alex Majorana. And I'm Simi Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week we talk to Spring State, New Jersey-based emo rock band. While some members are more interested in anime than others, they all fall somewhere on the weeb scale, with Ed taking the chief weeb position. The band met after AJ moved from Florida and put out an ad on the internet looking for bandmates. The band is working on their debut album, hoping to release this spring with a focus on rebirth and growth. They currently have a list of upcoming shows and plan on touring down to Florida so the whole band can finally experience Waffle House. Without further ado, The Loop by Spring State. Spring State, we've got the whole band with us today. Thank you guys so much for being on with us. 
Thank Thanks you for, for having us. us. Of course. First thing that we would like to do, though, is if you guys could all introduce yourselves. I'm AJ. I'm vocals uh, and guitar. I'm Ed. I play guitar in the band, do backup vocals. Uh, I'm Joel. I, I'm a drummer. And uh, I'm Mike. I do vocals and play bass. And we're all songwriters in some aspect. <laughs> oh, that's sick. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive in. <laughs> Before we do, though, uh, let's talk a little bit about anime and gaming. I feel like really do go hand in hand. And AJ told us beforehand he tried to give a good general gist for the group. So does that ring true for everyone? Sure. Definitely me and Ed. Um, Joel definitely fucks with anime. Mike and I honestly, yeah, we all fuck with anime in some capacity. Like me and Ed, who are like to varying degrees. We varying fall, degrees. We, yeah. we all fall somewhere on the weeb spectrum. <laughs> For sure. That's is, it, is it the spectrum in terms of like genre that you're watching or in terms of just how much? Just just level yeah. of engagement with, yeah, with, probably the, me, with the medium. So who's who's like all the way up there, Dragon Ball, One Piece, watching all of the big yeah. shit? And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely I am. Yeah, I have like an arm sleeve like dedicated to all my like favorites. So like, I guess I'm like Chief Weeb when it comes to Spring State. Chief <laughs> Weeb. Chief Weeb. <laughs> I'll put that on a t-shirt, guys. <laughs> what's on your What's on your sleeve? What do you got? Uh, yeah, I got a couple things. I got a. Uh, Fumoto Alchemist tattoo, the Ouroboros. I have a Bleach one, if you could see it. Oh, God. How am I getting angles here? You could just tell us. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I trust, but... I trust what it is. <laughs> uh, I got one from Bleach, one from Berserk, which is like top five for me. Uh, Naruto, Soul Eater. And yeah, that's about it. It's fair. I feel like those are all like classics, and I feel like. I, I grew mean, up with them, sort of. So that feels I could resonate. I would. I would hope that you wouldn't get tattoos of animes that you think are mid. Right. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> I would totally get a Lucky Star tattoo. That being yeah, said, yeah, but what if they look cool? <laughs> yeah, they can look cool and be from a mid show. Just don't ask me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, na- like, hey, name one then. Someone who looks cool but is from a garbage show. Oh, can I name? Okay, you go for it. You're in a hot seat. Um, All right, someone who's lame but is from a who looks awesome but from a mid ass show. There's some controversial takes. I honestly, Kamina from Gurren Logan. It's one of my top five, but it's so absolutely crazy to look back on. But Kamina is such a badass. I love him. Those sick like triangle like Gurren Logan. No, I love Gurren Logan. Do not get me wrong. I it's one of my top five. But it's so fucking mid, and I love it. It's so like after watching it a hundred times. That's a I'm, bold statement. News to me. I love. I literally want to get the 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 Gurren Logan like the flag with the skull. I want that tattooed on me. I want it so Fair. bad. I love the show top to bottom, but it's so mid, and I can comfortably say that because I will watch. That's like my lifeblood is watching shitty anime. Like slice of life <laughs> is like, love it. I've watched like Haruhisuzumiya, Lucky Star. All of those like mid two thousand seven shows that people are like, ugh, cringy, but I love them. Like deep down in my heart, I love them. I mean, I get it because I feel like anyone who has ever like dated in high school or something knows what it feels like to love something that's mid. 
<laughs> very, very. God uh, very damn! Nice <laughs> That's a wise take. Coming out swinging. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So obviously, there's at least two people here who are big on anime. Uh, Joel and Mike, you guys see maybe a little bit less on the spectrum than the other two do. So what are what are some of the things that kind of you pick at a little bit? Uh, probably the, uh, what's it called when you tell exactly like the, pl- the premise of a show instead of showing? That bothers me. I forget, I forget what the word is for it, but it's just like, it'll be like, this is the sh- this is the world we're in, and like this is exactly what's happening. This is the plot. This is what's going to happen, and this is your main character. And I'm just like, oh, sh-. like just fucking show me. Like that's what bothers me. What's that? I what's think that there called? was a miss. I think there was a. I was I was asking what you enjoy, and you went. Oh. Here's what bothers me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what bothers me. Listen, that's fair though. I feel like that's every right. movie trailer nowadays is like the whole plot, and it's like, well, I just saw the whole movie, so I don't even need to. Yeah, watch it's the like, movie. yeah. Maybe maybe Joel just enjoys being a hater. Hey, yeah, that is it's fun. Wakes up early for it. Wakes up early to hate. Hater Nation. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta get your hours I've seen, in. I've seen Berserk at your house though, Joel. I know you I know you fuck with Berserk. Yeah, I, I haven't read it yet, but I bought I bought two of them. But I think my brother got, got through most of it. Now, on top of anime, you guys um well we we got tinkering with electronics and Legos. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, because that feels like it could be very vague. So, I, I that one was, I truly, I truly just answered that for myself. I, I feel so guilty about that, because I didn't want to speak on anybody else, but, like, <laughs> in college, I took a, a studio maintenance class, and, like, several of the midterm projects and, like, final projects revolved around, like, soldering your own cables, uh, soldering together, like, a guitar pedal, and then you can keep the pedal, and... I fell in love with doing that and that just kind of reinforced what I always did as a kid was like Legos because I have the weird mindset of everything in life is just various steps of Legos. Like there's you're at step one and then you can be you can just you just build on it until you're at the end project. And that's like kind of my philosophy in life. Nothing's too difficult to really learn. It's just Legos. It just it makes sense as like as you go along with it. So like building shit. And tinkering around with stuff has always been like a joy of mine because I like how things work. I like building things. I have two project guitars that I have been neglecting, unfortunately, but I really want to get back into. Um, those are my two big projects for this year. I love that. Everything is a Lego if you try hard e- enough. Everything's Legos. It really is. Break down anything you want. It's just a it's just a big Lego. Buildings are Legos, cars are Legos. Anything yeah. is a Lego. <laughs> Break down a building if you feel like it. Exactly. And, and then, then you can back together. It. No big deal. Exactly. Now, are you, are you, you have two guitars that you're currently working on. Do you ever like workshop anyone else's equipment? No, I, I don't consider myself like that good or like would ever. I don't just, I don't think I'm that good at it yet to be like, oh, here, let me, let me mess with your stuff. I feel like right now, even though I probably could do it. I just I would rather do my stuff first and make sure that if I fuck up, it's on my stuff, you know. 
Follow-up question for the band. Would you let AJ work on your equipment? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair. Now, I in all I'll fairness, you I have drums. I throw it out there to, you know... <laughs> I I think okay. it depends it depends discussion. on the equi- it depends on the equipment and it depends on the job. Maybe if you want to fix the microphone or something, you can totally do. Give me. You didn't instill much confidence in me, so my answer went from yes to no. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got a couple no's to yeses and yeses to no's, but but here we go. Building blocks. It's Legos. It's, it's, the Maybe trust in your band is just like Legos. Everything is a Lego. <laughs> and my so self-confidence is a lot like Legos, continuously being broken down. <laughs> my confidence is a Millennium Falcon out of Legos, and you are a four-year-old with grubby hands. <laughs> it might take a while, but you could rebuild a Millennium Falcon, you know? My my cats have knocked off my... My cat's knocked off my pod racer a while back, and I don't have the instruction book, and I don't know where several of the pieces are. I think they're underneath a bookshelf. So, so wait, do, you, do you still like build Legos like now? If I if I have the space for them, yes, I absolutely will. That's the uh, reason that's... I have not gone in on the Lego Titanic yet, is because it's four and a half feet, and I have no fucking space for it. <laughs> you that's can make cool. Just break it in half. Does it does it come with the iceberg? It does not. However, there are people that have made. Um, scale icebergs to scale along next to the ship and it's a separate thing you just gotta buy a butt like a like a couple hundred different ice pieces or like never buy this too off topic yes can you, you can, wait, make can, you, can you buy them can you buy lego pieces uh individually yes yeah no shit <laughs> like can i buy anakin skywalker yes just have him that'd be great you can, well there's there's like a hundred different versions of anakin skywalker from like a hundred different kids you got to be very specific on which one you want Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, one of them probably costs like $800 for some reason. Yeah, I'll be the, the first sets of like Revenge of the Sith back when they were still using like yellow Lego people, those old Star Wars ones go for like $60. Do they not use, do they not use yellow Lego people anymore? Has nope, that changed? It's all accurate. It's accurate skin tones now. To the oh, Jesus. <laughs> Love that we're digging into the Lego lore today. Learned a lot. I'm so sorry. I had so no, many. No, but that's why we're here. Don't apologize. <laughs> we're learning about you, Legos, and Spring State as a whole. Maybe one day when, if the band blows up and I have a lot of free time on my hands, I'll order a ton of Legos and make a custom Lego Waffle House. And now we're back to the Waffle House thing. And it's all oh full circle. Yo. It's all Waffle. Well, I have Anakin Skywalker try Waffle House. Like Legos. You're going to have a bunch of Lego figures like throwing chairs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well fucking world star logo for 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 those of us who are not here in this call right now um, and weren't at the bread box back in <laughs> september when we were talking about waffle house at the show <laughs> we had a bit of a meeting and chatted quite a quite a bit about waffle house and the fact that there are none in this our neck area. of the woods um and you just told us that you were going to be going to florida specifically for Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Anything else you're going to be doing while you're in Florida or just going to Waffle House? Well, the reason we're going to Florida this upcoming uh, fall is a uh, tour. We're going on tour for support of our album. Tour for an album. All right. We, let's start at the beginning. Very <laughs> yeah. excited to talk more about that. But let's jump into music. 
where you guys started. Tell us a little bit about how Spring State started and how each of you got your start in music. Okay. <clears throat> Let me set up for this one. Um, so, um, as a 17 year old in Florida, I started writing songs. Um, I was inspired heavily by like emo bands, my chem fallout boy, whatever you name it. Um, but I wanted to write music and I had listened to the Beatles or my favorite band and listening to Sergeant Pepper. I was like, yeah, I was like 12 or so. And I found them and I was like, this is what I want to do. So it took me a couple of years to like learn guitar In 17. I started writing. And I believe around 18 or 19, I put my first EP out under my own name. Um, I'd always wanted a band, but no one in high school or like early college really fit that bill. And no one really wanted to do it because, you know, high school bands are so committal. Um, so I just did acoustic stuff. And then I put out another EP in 2019. I went to Nashville. I quit. I was I, I wasted a year in college. I went to Nashville for a couple of months, realized I wanted to be an audio engineer and then I moved back to Florida, went to audio school and um, was in a lot of different bands, but never my own. And I kept writing these songs. Uh, pandemic hits. I'm even deeper into writing these songs. And a lot of the songs I did write uh, during the pandemic. Um, my partner ends up getting into Rutgers for uh, their master's program in English. So they're like, let's get the fuck out of Florida. And like, I was truly hesitant on it. Cause like I've been in Florida my whole life. They have family in New Jersey. So to them, it was like, Oh dude, easy. Um, but I was very scared being someone who's never really moved out of their house before. So but it was my brother and he really, uh, it was funny. My brother really just told me, he's like, dude, you literally wrote a song about getting out of this fucking town. You have to go. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right, Joe. So I left with, with my partner and it's been, we spent a couple months up here getting used to it. And then it was August of 2022 when we moved up here. I'm sorry, this is long-winded. I'm trying to, to get the facts right. I put out an advertisement on the internet and I was like, hey, I'm starting a band. I have some songs written. And then I met Mike. He was the first addition to the band and the only one from the original advertisement. Uh, we went through a drummer and another guitarist who I had met online. Um, that guitarist, I'm still cool friends with, but that that guitarist introduced me into Ed. And um, I met Ed on a trip to Boston when we played in his anime cover band, which <laughs> was great. <laughs> so and Ed and I hit it off immediately. We ended we ended racism like that. And then uh, our old drummer quit. We put out an, Mike put out an advertisement and then we got Joel. And that was was that May or June of last year? I think it was, was, I think it was May. Yeah. Sometime around May of last year. And we've had the same lineup since. And these guys bring these songs to life more than I ever could. Cause you listen to the demos that I made and it's very rudimentary. And I gave it to these guys and I'm like, work your magic. And they just, they, they colored in the book and it was fantastic. And this is probably one of the best lineup of musicians I've ever had to work with. So that's spring state. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's AJ, and that's part of Spring State. What about Water. the rest of you? How did you guys get your music starts? Oh, I guess I'll take over. Um, yeah, over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess for me, it was just uh, the like the telltale story. Um, I ended up I learned I started playing guitar when I was sixteen. Um, I think I listened to a Steve Vai album 
And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play music like Steve Vai because this is awesome. But I never ended up learning anything like closely related to that. So I just stuck to like, you know, my pop pump, emo, metalcore roots. And ever since then, I've just been like, you know, learning, growing. I've never, this is like my first like official band. So like, this is like the first time I played like music with another group of musicians. And that's all I've been like, that was my goal ever since I started um, to play in a band. But like AJ said, like people in high school and like early college weren't really like down for like what I was going for. So up until like I met this guy, I was just writing solo. But now here we are. I I started playing guitar in about um, I think freshman year of high school. It was a gift for my dad, and um, I would just play guitar uh, through high school. But um, nobody wanted to play with me. Like I couldn't find any drummers to play with me or any like bass players to play with me. So I just f- figured I would learn how to play drums, and so I could make my own demos and stuff. And so oh, I learned I how to you play were drums. Say, so I could play both at the same time. <laughs> well, That's what I was hoping. Kind of stag- staggered both at the same time, but like, not really. But yeah, so that's where I'm at now. Now I'm pretty much just obsessed with the drums, and I've been and the guitar is like a hobby. So they switched. Be the change you want to see in the world. The kind. That's of... right. Yeah, you got to lift yourself <laughs> up. Sometimes you got to you have to be everybody. Learning the drums is just like Legos. Yeah. At least when you have to put the kit together. You're yeah. so right for that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right, Mike. Mike, all you. Story. All right. I mean, I started playing bass. Uh, I was probably like 14 or 15. Um, my brother, my, I have a twin brother, and he actually started playing guitar like just shortly before I, st- I picked up the bass. And he was playing. I was like, wow, this looks like fun. I want to play music too so i was like i'll I'll play the bass because that's the the other one (laughs) and so we like we played together a lot like all through high school and uh we we got like a a band together for i don't know maybe like a year or two and uh played some shows just sort of locally and eventually that kind we kind of not me and him so much because we're related to each other but the band kind of drifted apart and so for the past for most of my early adulthood i just kind of was a sort of a bedroom player you know i'd also picked up other instruments in the process but mostly just kind of playing on my own just for fun and for my own edification until i met well aj first and decided i think it would be fun to do the whole band thing again well it sounds like as soon as you guys like started working together it really clicked and like your process and everything works really well. What were those like initial, you know, first meetings when you guys started jamming and playing music together? Like, it was, it was, I was really afraid. I had no idea what I was doing. I had, I was so worried because I had so much stress on myself. Just like, oh my God, if, if I don't get these demos to be made into songs, I'm like, I'm already 27 and I feel like I'm going to be too old for the game and whatever. And I handed these demos to this guy. And the first practice we had, he's like, do you mind if I do this or this with this song? And I'm like, these additions are fantastic. What the fuck? It was literally the first practice it clicked. And. Yeah, because I mean, as I recall, didn't you didn't you before you met us, like meet some other people and it like didn't go well (laughs) at all? Oh, dude, that's a whole other story. Yeah, the first people I, I grouped up with, I think that was literally in. What we met up in January, so this yeah. must have been like November of that of that prior year. 
Yeah, because we like we met, met like January. We met like right at the end of the year, but we didn't meet up until like the beginning of twenty twenty three. We meet up until yeah. January, and that's when we first started doing it. But that first practice, I think it was in like September or October. I don't remember. There was a group of people that I had tried out jamming with before. And it was supposed to be like a more hardcore sound. And I was not opposed to it, but I'm like, I have all these songs. Maybe I'll just make it a solo project and I'll join this band. And it was not a good practice. It it literally I was I was crying on the way home because I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I've moved up here for this. I was <laughs> destroyed over. I was literally destroyed over because I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm gonna be like do anything with this music. I'm just gonna crawl in a hole and die. And I like heavily considered like moving back i was like this just ain't it yeah that makes sense new jersey it makes sense yeah yeah that's fair it makes perfect sense <laughs> you say new jersey but i met you guys i lucked out so talking a little bit about your start and the way you started playing music together you said earlier that you're all songwriters uh, and that feels like something that can be very challenging with a group of people making music is that something that you're working on as a group or is it like someone throws out something and everyone is a part of just that process? Like, how do you guys function in that way? I mean, so far it's been a little bit of all of the above. Yeah, for sure. I think when we started, um, I mean, obviously we had like AJ's catalog that he had pre-written or at least when I joined AJ had his catalog and even Mike had threw some songs in there that he like wrote and like produced himself. So uh, at one point we were just playing, you know, just songs by those guys, but like slowly but surely we kind of started like introducing new ideas that we are like trying to incorporate into like our next project. Um, we mm-hmm. have like a bunch of ideas that we wrote on our tour last year. Um, we have stuff that we're writing right now that's like in our backpacks. So it definitely is like Mike said, a process of where like people can just bring up finished songs or people bring up like just parts of songs and we work them out together. Um, and I mean, I think it's probably going to evolve as we continue to grow musically and stuff. Yeah. We uh, we all just have uh, equal parts in, in bringing stuff to each other. Like, it sometimes happens organically in the middle of practice. We'll just be messing around, and then something just kind of sounds really good, and we're like, hang on, that's that's actually good. Or someone, or like, uh, Ed came to us with, a, with an idea that he had and, like, had a demo for it, put it up in the G drive, and we all just listened to it, and we're like, all right, let's revisit this at a later practice and see if we can, like, make sections on it and, like, get like a flow for it um same thing with mike uh, and same thing with joel like they've just had they, we just dropped demos in the thing we're like all right is this cool and so far the important thing is that nothing sounds like oh it needs to sound like spring state quote you know like we're still pretty young as a band and we haven't found our sound and i think on the record that's a little evident but it's okay because who gives a shit you know i mean right. i think i think that's i think in that that itself is our, our kind of sonic mark. And I'm sure as we put the album out, we start writing as a group more. And I think that's where we're really going to find where we stand sonically when we actually start all collabing on every song rather than like, here's six songs that I wrote, Mike wrote too, and we're going to just slam those into a record, which I'm very excited for. I, oh, I, think I, our second, I cannot wait. The second song, the second set of songs we're going to be putting out is going to be really what we're about in my opinion so tell us a little bit more about the writing recording process of this new album when can we expect to hear it where are you guys in that process 
Okay, so um, <clears throat> we recorded uh, we recorded the album in December. No, wait, what month is it right now? January. Right. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, it was in January. it was in December that we recorded all of like the instrumental tracks over the course yeah, of like tracked, basically a weekend. Yeah, we tracked at Cloud Factory Recording. We got all the instrumentals just done, locked in. Um, took the new year to just relax for a bit because. We needed it. <laughs> it had been a very long couple months for us with the last tour we had uh, where we met you guys and then just playing more and more shows and getting a game plan ready. Plus it's um, the holidays. It was the holidays anyway. So everyone's yeah. always busy that time of year anyway, even without yeah. a band. And then January, we hit the ground running trying to find a producer. Uh, right now we are in the mastering stages. Um, we have six out of nine tracks mastered in our drive and i listened to them today and i am i'm truly blown away by how far these songs have come um they hold a lot of sentimental value to me and to see them as i imagined them like it's very special <laughs> now they hold a lot of sentimental value to you i assume that means there's uh, a little bit more to them than just music like what can we expect to hear in terms of like themes and such uh, in this album, or is it just kind of like things that you've written and are there? Oh boy! <laughs> All right, welcome, welcome to the stage persona that I have. Um, so the album is called "Everything Must Grow," and um, there's a lot of heavy imagery of of the rebirth of the self. I, it happened a lot during therapy. Um, I went through a lot of real i had to fight my demons a lot in therapy I, and like in the pandemic a lot of us were alone we were forced to just be with ourselves for a long period of time and that's it's very difficult to do so this album really revolves around the idea of finding yourself growing and just becoming something better than you were at one point um there's a lot of antler imagery like our t-shirt has antlers on it um that follows the cycle of rebirth and like deer antlers fall off and they grow back and they fall off and they grow back so there's a lot of those imageries like deers were my i don't want to say a spirit animal to risk you know uh cultural appropriation but when i was doing therapy i got involved into a lot of witchcraft and bears and deer were reoccurring symbols that i would come across and see in my dreams and like that nature just kind of changed me as a person and i wanted to also invoke flowers marigolds are my favorite flowers and they represent death uh, a lot of the Diaz de los muertos kind of stuff so i incorporate those into the artwork as well because you can't be reborn until you die and the album reveals a lot of just changing as a person getting through those struggles and coming out on top the the title track is called everything must grow it's the first song on the album and it's like here here's a here's an album about change and growing and the last track is called a funeral for the former self where I find uh, thematically, I find my way back to loving myself after my life of not doing so much. And it's a struggle every day, you know, it's not cut and dry, but it's a point you can make. So there's that. <laughs> and the imagery and uh, themes do have that, you know, heavy kind of nature of, um, you know, the struggle and what the day-to-day -day was, you know, during that time. Um, what was it like kind of putting that pen to paper and writing it uh, and the process of like getting it out there and having people, you know, listen to that for the first time? Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's a little scary at first knowing I write like 
on our demo EP, there's a song called Easy Mode, which is probably a it's a very vulnerable song. It's about just being a depressed mess all the time. Your parents like you feel like your parents are super disappointed in your life choices because like I'm an audio engineer. And when the pandemic hit, no one was doing anything. So like I was furloughed. I was out of a job. I had to take retail jobs to like pay the rent. And that's not what I wanted to do. I was miserable. So like putting these songs out, I'm like, yeah, it's very vulnerable and scary to let people in like that. But at the same time, I know for a fact I'm not the only person to go through it. And at the end of the day, like I won't feel the way that I do when I listen. Like I'm not alone. I'm not the only one out there. So like it's scary, but it, it can be comforting if it's well received. And that's what I'm hoping for. And so far people really like it. Just being able to be vulnerable, like through uh, art and music is such a big thing. And again, like you being able to rate uh, relate with other people that are listening it like goes both ways, you know, like it's not just a, you're getting something because of that. It's like people are listening and they're taking it well and they're relating and kind of having similar feelings. So, you know, it's, it's all a, a circular process and I guess that's just kind of the way of art, you know? Yeah. It's ironic how on this record, we have a song called Hellhole by the sea. It was the first song I ever wrote when I was 17 years old, I was in math class and I just wanted to get out of Florida so badly and I was like, there has to be more to life than this shitty touristy town that I cannot stand. And then right as I leave Florida, I finish writing a song called The Loop. And that's a love song about my hometown because there's because the loop is a little nature trail you can walk through and drive your car through. And there's a riverbank you can park off of. And it's kind of a cute little romantic spot you can take and picnic out there uh, with your date or whatnot. But like, it's ironic how as I'm leaving, I'm writing a love letter to my hometown after just wanting to leave for so long. Yeah. It's like the duality of reality. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you want to talk all this shit about your hometown, but when you actually leave, you're like, Oh, that's my friends and family. I'm a thousand miles away now. <laughs> the time, the amount of times I've thought about leaving Philly, it's there, but like, mm, no, not allowed. Not allowed. I, I will say a little, a, a little aside. It is kind of funny going up here and people in like who live in like New York or New Jersey. They're like, "Oh man, music here sucks. I can't wait to get out of here and go somewhere else." I'm like, "Where? Where? Where yeah. else can you go? Like, this is like the <laughs> metro area to be in for music. Like, if you're gonna make it in music, be here. Like, there's there's hardly anywhere else." Yeah, I don't, the world. I don't get that at all because I'm from New Jersey and I never would have had that thought at all. Yeah, right. And having not seen the other side, it's like, makes, this, 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 this is a great place to be for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, even Philly has like a great underground indie scene, like modern baseball. Those guys fucking blew up. Uh, name a band in the 2000s, like emo uh, explosion in like the late 2010s. Like half of them came from this area. They're huge. The Hotelier in Connecticut. The World Is in Connecticut. Uh, fucking there's so many bands out there that just come from this region. It's like, where else would you be if not like, OK, L.A., but that's it's no kind of played so, out, though. Yeah, it's played like, out. It feels to me like there's not a whole lot of space for small venues in a lot of other areas. And that's one of the reasons that this kind of like tri-state area is so big mm -hmm. in terms of like DIY music and people just being able to actually develop 
their their sounds. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. You guys are leaving soon, headed back to Florida. Uh, you guys are going on tour soon. Tell us a little bit about that. How you're feeling? What's the what's the plan? What is the plan, uh, Jay? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it's uh, right oh, now it's... have we have we touched a nerve? <laughs> no, no, no. So that's I, why I we're mean, on this call to plan out like plan the rest of the tour. year tour wise. <laughs> yeah, on the tour plan. I'm so glad you asked. Um, so um, as of right now, it's happening. I, I want to plan for it to be in August, September, uh, kind of like we did last year. It's just a good time. School's back in session. So when we hit college towns, you know, there's a good amount of people coming out. I know Orlando and the UCF crowd go to a lot of local shows. Um, just being a Florida native and having the connections and friends I do in that area, I can confidently say that like when we go to Florida, we're going to have some good reception because all my friends are going to be like, let's go see AJ's fucking band. Let's fucking go. Cause I got some real homies down there. We, I, I would also want to hit North and South Carolina. I have some friends in those States, other uh, indie bands, um, North Carolina. I have a, my friend in the band, uh, the Iliot and uh, two eyes open uh, South Carolina has torn forte Southern emo. Some of the best vocals I've heard on our record in a while. They're great. Um, and I'm just kind of like talking to them like, Hey, let's, figure something out like they're all cool and then florida I, i'm just i'm talking to bookers that i knew semi-personally from my days playing there um but playing a hometown show is is the goal and i cannot wait for that i'm going to get crowd surfed in a shitty little dive bar in daytona beach can't wait <laughs> is spring state gonna take a trip to the loop yes dude of course we can we all are. go back there <laughs> and me and you you and i mike we're gonna make out we're gonna kiss on the loop. everybody else has to fucking <laughs> Save the kissing for the Waffle House. That's where the real romance happens. <laughs> Bathroom at the Waffle House. <laughs> I've seen. That. I don't know if kissing's what you do. What you do there, guys? I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> and then you guys have a bunch of shows coming up in the spring up in like the Northeast area. Tell us a little bit about the shows that you're playing. You know, February, March, April. Where can the people see you? Pretty locally around New Jersey. Um, we haven't gotten, we've tried, I've tried booking out places in Philly. Me and Ed have been going insanely hard on the Instagram, talking to every little DIY venue, every booking agency we can find. And so far there's not a ton of luck. Um, I've tried hitting up the bread box again, but they're still uh, doing their thing. I, I have, I have faith that they'll eventually, that people will get back to us. Um, but as of right now, it's all pretty local in Jersey. You can check out our page at spring state official on Instagram. We just uploaded um, a flyer of shows we have until May. So we have a show on May 3rd in Flemington DIY. That's my birthday. You should come out to it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. May 3rd, AJ's birthday. Everyone mark your calendar. Yo, my, uh, my Venmo is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So outside of, uh, the touring and like shows that you're playing, and the obvious album that is uh, set to come out. Is there anything else that you guys are looking forward to writing? Anything of that nature? Definitely singles. writing. Yeah, the writing and the singles. Absolutely. We have two singles set to come out before the album. Hopefully the first single comes out sometime next month in March. Uh, second single shortly after. And then hopefully an album release in late may i'm really hoping for some new merch um we're gonna press the album onto cd if we get enough good response we may even do a small vinyl run who knows 
So oh, yeah, lots to look stuff. forward to. I'm very and, excited. Like, soon. Exciting. I will have to yeah. send you guys a, a copy <laughs> of the CD when it comes out. And we'll I look mean, for the hey. vinyls too. Yeah. <laughs> big big vinyl people over here. Yeah, oh. big vinyl people over here. So you get them, you let us know, and we'll we'll have them. Perfect. Noted. Noted. No, that is super exciting. Definitely looking forward to the album and hopefully getting to see you guys again sometime soon. Um, Sid, do you have any other questions for Spring State? So where can we find and follow you guys online and listen to all of your music? Take it away, boys. <laughs> oh, perfect. Follow us on Instagram at Spring State Official. Spring State Official. TikTok <laughs> at Spring State Official. Uh, Spotify, just Spring State. Um, we have a link tree. We have everything there. Um, so please check it out. Play our music. Stream our album when it comes out because it's going to be fire. And that's that. Beautiful. Well, once again, Spring State, thank you guys for being on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It is wonderful. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us around. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.